Welcome back to the Lash Business Lounge. I am your host, Lauren Lappin, and this is the place where we talk all things lash and beauty business related. Hello, and welcome back to the Lash Business Lounge. Today's one is a question that came through on stories a couple of weeks ago. I asked if there was anything you wanted to hear about in particular on this podcast. And this is a question I get asked quite a lot. And this is something that I coach my clients on quite a lot. But it's for those salon owners that have teams. And the question was, how do you get your team to perform at their highest level? So I'm going to go through from start to finish what I would do. The whole sort of process of, you know, bringing someone onto your team, I guess, vetting them in interviews and things like that and, you know, working with them and keeping them motivated and keep them performing at their highest potential. So for starters, and I know that some of you might be struggling with, you know, staff members that are underperforming right now. So, you know, Only half of what I say is going to apply to you, but starting from the start, I feel like this will help you with all your new hires. Uh, So I always hire based on personality and not skills. So instead of looking at a person's resume and seeing how many years they've been a beauty therapist for, or a hairdresser, or a nail tech, or lash artist, or whatever, you know, where they've worked, seeing photos of their work, you know, looking at maybe their existing clientele that they're potentially going to bring across to my business. I don't look at that anymore because you can teach anyone anything. And usually when you empower someone with a skill, you teach them a new skill, you empower them, they're more likely to be loyal and stay with you for a lot longer than someone who, you know, just came in and they already had the skills and they worked for you for a little while and then they moved on somewhere else that, you know, might have been offering something different or something more or or whatever. You cannot ever teach someone to have a good personality. You can't ever teach loyalty and you can't teach work ethic. Those things are something that are ingrained in a person And a lot of people that are experienced or that are naturally good at whatever the services you provide in your salon, they don't have good work ethic. They might call in sick every couple of weeks. You know, they might demand things of you that you aren't really comfortable with. They might want to shorten their hours or, you know, have a day off when, you know, the rest of your team is working or you know, they might just make your life a little bit more difficult, which is not fun. And in the past, I have hired people based on experience and skill and it hasn't worked out well. <laughs> uh, that that's the, that's the short of it. But all of my best team members, the ones that stayed the longest and were the most amazing people were people that came to me that had absolutely no skills to start with. I had Ashley that worked for me for six years. She'd done certificate three in beauty, but she had no salon experience. Um, Never done lashes before. 
never really done, I think she'd only waxed a couple of eyebrows, tinted a couple of brows. Uh, she had a lot of experience in makeup, but, you know, makeup wasn't our highest selling service. It was lash extensions. So I had to fully train her up in those services. And, you know, she ended up staying with me for six years and was the most amazing person ever, an am- amazing staff member, a, a true, true asset and integral for the, the growth of my business over over the past six years. Um, she's just recently left for a complete career change. But, you know, she had absolutely no skills. And a lot of the girls that work for me now all were unqualified when they came to me. So always, always from the get-go, you need to hire based on personality and not their skills and experience. The next thing would be in getting your team to perform at their highest potential is you need to lead by example. You can't ask people to do things that you're not doing yourself. Now, I'm not talking, you know, being in there and working 50 hours a week and, you know, slaving away and, you know, doing all the cleaning and all that. I'm I'm not talking about leading by example in that way. If you want your team members to perform like in terms of revenue generating, you need to be able to demonstrate to your team that if you want them to be consistently earning $130 an hour for every hour that they work, you need to be able to comfortably do that so that you can show them how it's done. And, you know, a lot of people will see you doing that and they'll want to do it too because they'll automatically think that whatever they're doing is not good enough because the boss is doing this. The boss is working so much harder. The boss is optimising, like making the most of their time while they're here in the salon, even if it is only three days a week or two days a week or whatever. Their hourly average client spend is high. So I need to be at that level as well. So always try and lead by example. If you go into the salon and, you know, just say you still do do clients and you have a team, you're asking your team to earn, you know, 120 bucks an hour or higher on average and, you know, you're consistently bringing in 80 or 85 and don't think your team's not running reports in your booking system or, you know, your, you know, your point of sale. Because they are. They're checking their own reports. They're checking everybody else's. We're, most of us are really competitive. So, you know, <laughs> they be checking. So I always, I always look at what I'm asking of my team and I wouldn't expect anyone to do anything that I'm not capable of myself. You need to understand their personality type and what motivates them. Because if they're not motivated by earning more money, for example, a bonus is not going to get them performing at their highest level. So you need to understand what motivates them. Is it spending more time with their family? Do they want like a paid day off? Do they want more flexibility in their working hours? You know, you can certainly sit down and work work towards working something out with them, you know, if they reach a certain level that you're wanting them to get to within your business, you know, perhaps being flexible on things that they want that aren't just paying them more money. You know, they might want a longer lunch break. 
So you need to actually take the time to get to know your team and work out what type of personality they have and work with them. Your team are not just there solely, you know, like little robot bunnies, you know, energizer bunnies, you know, that you can't expect them to just stay at the same level and keep popping out the same amount of work that they always have. You know, they're people too. They go through ups and downs. And the more accepting of that you are, the better leader you are going to be and the more likely they are going to perform for you and they are going to stick around for longer. Uh, But you need to understand their personality and what motivates them, what makes them tick. It might not be money. Some people don't care about more money. Like, look, it motivates a lot of people. I will tell you straight. It will motivate most people. But there are people out there that aren't phased by earning more. So if you have team members that aren't phased by earning more, bonuses aren't going to motivate them to work harder for you and perform at their best, you know, at their highest level. And, you know, if you want to understand their personality and get to know them better and, you know, what motivates them and what makes them happy at work, you need to spend time with them. And I'm not just talking being at the salon and and working next to them or, you know, being at the salon while they're working on clients or whatever. I'm talking actually taking the time to have meetings with them. So I have individual meetings with my team. I know that I've probably talked about this before, uh, but it's super important. You know, I take each individual team member out for lunch on a revolving roster. So I'm going out for lunch every week, but my team members, you know, they're only having lunch with me every six or seven weeks, depending um, when it comes around to their turn. So I take the time because I believe that it's quite important to catch up with your staff individually and have informal meetings with them, informal chats, find out what's happening in their life. You know, if there's anything you can do to make their job a little bit easier or better, what they're liking, what they're not liking, if they're having any struggles. And you can also bring up anything that you might be, you know, unhappy with and sort of talk to them in an informal setting. Uh, It's not as scary as a uh, formal meeting. So, Individual meetings are super important if you want to, you know, understand them and, you know, keep them motivated. I also have team meetings once a week. The only time we don't have them is if I'm away or it's a public holiday on a Monday. So every Monday at 11, the whole team's there. It's all it's a work day for everyone. My team are paid for meeting time because it is um, compulsory that they show up. And yeah, we we go over our team revenue goal and our team rewards each month. So first meeting of the month, I will set a revenue goal, like an overall revenue goal for the business. And I break it down for the team. And, you know, that way we're all on the same page and we decide on a reward together as a team that everyone wants to do. We do that at the start of every month and then we have meetings every week and I keep everyone updated with our progress and, you know, we make a little bit of a plan and we keep each other accountable and everyone encourages each other. And the team rewards are usually a team activity that everyone wants to do uh, and is excited for. And I make sure that we set the date early in the month as well so that everyone can or is available to attend because that's really important because if you have 
team members that can't attend the team reward, they're really not going to be motivated to work towards the goal if they know they're not going to be part of the reward. So it's very important that you set a date and work out, you know, a suitable time that everyone can attend. I also have individual bonuses for my staff at my salon. Now, you don't have to pay bonuses, but you definitely would want some sort of target or KPI, so key performance indicator that your individual team members must hit. You know, a lot of salon owners won't have this, uh, but it's, I believe, integral, you know, to measure performance and people always want to improve. Most people want to improve on, you know, past performance. So, you know, if for last year their average hourly client spend or, you know, they made X amount for the business was X amount, you know, they might want to up it by 10K the following year or 20K or something like that. And, you know, you can break it down and work out how they're going to make that happen together and, you know, you can even break that down to the hour so that they know exactly what's expected of them for every hour that they're at work. And you can write this into their contract, you know, that there's a certain level of expectation that they need to be making at least X amount per hour for every hour they work. Otherwise, you know, performance management may be undertaken or something like that. So, you know, I'm getting I'm getting down to the pointy end, the not so nice end of, you know, getting people to perform for you. Uh, but, you know, if it's something that they're not interested in, individual bonuses, they're not interested in getting paid more and they're not interested in participating in the team goal, you may want to consider having it written into their contract that they need to hit a certain spend per client or hourly client spend or, you know, a certain if they are on contracted hours, you know, they're getting paid X amount per week that they need to triple that in client spend or, you know, quadruple that or or whatever it is you where you want them to be sitting. So if it's in their contract and they fall below consistently, you know, you may have to performance manage them. Uh, if you're having meetings with them regularly and they're not performing, they may need more training and you really might need to nut out why they're not achieving you can provide more training and and it may not be skills based their skills might be fantastic but perhaps their communication skills oh i mean beauty skills um so yeah it may not be beauty or hair related you know service skills they provide an excellent service they do fantastic lashes or whatever but you know it might actually be that they're not communicating well with their clients. They don't make their clients feel super important when they're at the salon. So their clients aren't rebooking. They're not coming back to them. They're going in with the other staff members or they're just not coming back, full stop. So they're struggling to retain clientele and their column's never full. So if their column's not full, they've got little gaps throughout the day consistently, you know, all the time. They're going to find it very hard to get a high average hourly client spend. They might need sales training. They might really struggle with selling retail or upselling treatments. So don't just think they're doing shit lashes or they're not doing great brows. That's why people aren't coming back. It may not be that at all. It could be communication based or sales based. They could be really, really 
you know, struggling with their sales and feeling not confident with talking to people. So, you know, some communication or sales training would really be an advantage as well for staff that are struggling with getting their average hourly client spend up. And, you know, if if they're still not performing for you, you may need to manage their performance. So, have regular meetings and look over what they've been doing, what they got right, what they got wrong, where can you help out? You know, you can set some new KPIs for them to achieve, some different targets perhaps. And if still that doesn't work, if they are still consistently not performing for you, if they are costing you more than what you're paying them or, you know, you're just breaking even with their wage, it may be time to let them go. You know, I can't give you a certain amount of time. There's no magic length of time that you should wait and see if someone's going to improve. That's very, very individual and quite different depending on the business. But if they're not performing for you for a certain amount of time and you've really tried everything, um, and especially all of the stuff that I have talked about today, it may be time to let them go. But if you do do that, you need to check the legalities for where you live around employment and ending employment. If you're in Australia, you can always contact Fair Work and they will give you the correct information, but always find out what your obligations are as an employer before you let someone go. But let me tell you now, you know, keeping someone on that's not performing for a length of time can really cost you in the long run. It can be a monetary cost to your business, but it can also be, you know, word of mouth, clients not coming back. You could lose really fantastic clients that you've had for years due to a non-performing employee. But yeah, it's really important. And why I started with hire based on personality is because you want to get it right from the get-go. Sometimes it's very, very hard if someone slipped into habits over a long period of time of not performing and you've accepted it and then all of a sudden you're trying to whip them into shape and get them actually earning some more money for you. It can be very, very difficult. So that's why I like to start the way I wish to continue and I've learnt over the years that hiring based on personality rather than skills and experience has always worked out in my favour. Uh, The people that are motivated to perform are usually those that you empower with a skill, you train them up from scratch and they really want to do well for you. And staff management can be really, really hard or it can be easy. It's, you know, we're not taught to be the manager of people at beauty school or hairdressing college or in your traineeship or in your apprenticeship. Most of us fumble through, but if you do need help, please feel free to reach out to me. I do help a lot of my coaching clients with uh, team management, and I also go over team management quite a lot in my Salon Goals coaching program. So if you really need help with this, please feel free to reach out to me. Um, You can just send me a DM on Instagram and my handle is Lauren Lappin underscore. So that's L-A-U-R-E-N-L-A-P-P-I-N underscore. And if you love this podcast, please 
give me a rating and review. I get a lot of DMs from you guys and do not get me wrong, I am so appreciative. Uh, I get a lot of DMs saying, oh, Lauren, you know, you've helped me so much. I love your podcast. Thanks for putting the content out there in the world. And that's fantastic. But I really would love it if you left me a rating and review on the podcast as well. So if you haven't done that already, please do so. I will appreciate you from the bottom of my heart. But anyway, that is all I've got for you guys today. And I will see you online soon.